Hey everybody, it's actually Thursday this time, and welcome to another episode of this here Kingdom of Loathing show. Oh shoot, I thought this was the farming report. I'm Jick. I'm Hot Stuff. And Riff is, it's weird man, the world has gone topsy-turvy. Riff is out and about. Riff is out doing things in the space between buildings. Uh, with with that with the evil eye, he's probably just inside a, a different building. Um, oh man, tragedy has struck the studio. I can't reach my footrest. Oh no, vamp for a second. You're not oh, you vamping. mean I'm vamping on the thing? I thought you wanted me to like vamp out with my like uh, my fangs. Vamp out with your clamp out. Uh, how you been since? Uh, <clears throat> I don't. Know, it's been this, two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks since your last confession. Uh, yeah, you missed the last KOL radio show. Yeah, how'd that go? Horribly. Really? You're the you're the rock. You're the pinion uh, around the... which we rack. You're the um <laughs> you're the miter box that guides our saw to a straight cut. Isn't the, isn't a miter box a thing for cutting hats? Uh yes. Okay. Yeah. Um it's a the specific angle required to channel God's will. Oh, nice. Uh it's weird how 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 much that depends on geometry. You know, I feel like you and Riff can do a show without me, and you and I can do a show without Riff. But I don't think Riff and I can do a show without you. You know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe I'm the maybe I I'm the pinion. I think you're the pinion. Am I nine inch nails pinion? Yeah. Um, you're a, you're you're a spiral around which we downward go. <laughs> um, I am the I am the fuel for the pretty hate machine. Yes. Uh, what else? I am the fragile. Um, I am. <laughs> you have a. I stopped paying attention to nine inch nails with a ring on it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we can get right into the questions. Uh, we, we fucked around. Oh, I say we fucked around. I uh, kind of have a cold and I did not feel like I could do you napped. three hours of uh, audio recording yesterday. So I yeah. only did like an hour and a half. Um, got good and drunk and was able to power through it. Yep. That worked. You use alcohol uh, to medicate almost all of your ills. That's true. That's true. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, cirrhosis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Heartburn, uh, mm-hmm. which is totally counterproductive. Yeah, it's um, a weird, it's a weird choice, but you do it nonetheless. Uh, one of these days, Skin I'm going to be suffering from alcohol poisoning, and then it's like, fuck. Well, but isn't there the whole like uh, holistic? You you just you know you take like some of the thing that's that you're that's bad, and you wave it near you. <laughs> okay, right. So you just what you'll do is you'll just take a beer. I just keep beer watering bottle. down, keep watering down my beer until there's uh, yeah. until the water just has a memory right. of the alcohol in it. That's great. <clears throat> um, Anyway, uh, today I'm stone sober because it's the middle of the damn day. Yeah. We never do this. This is at least two hours earlier than we usually record. Yeah. It's getting earlier. And earlier. Eventually, we're just going to be waking up uh, and doing podcasts in our pajamas. Yeah. Eventually, it'll just be like the Truman Show. My entire life will <laughs> oh, yeah. be an endless podcast. And <laughs> well, but half you... of my podcast will be me editing the other half well, of my podcast. I was going to ask if you were going to be aware that you were yeah, podcasting, because that would that. be more interesting, I think. Because you've talked about the idea of getting a uh, stop motion, or not stop motion, uh, time lapse camera, yeah. and just like strapping it to your your forehead like a doctor. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's what yeah, those things know, like are. Like a doctor puts a time lapse well, camera. But on isn't his that yeah. isn't that what the, yeah, the, 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 the circular the circular, circular mirror, camera? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and then just walking around uh, all day and yeah, recording it. And if somebody says, year. and if somebody like uh, like who who was this that wrote into Radio Bugbear and they said, so Wack wrote, dear Jake, can you take us through a day in the life of <laughs> the boss? Maybe I'll make a video that is a day in the life compressed. of the boss. It'd be a lot of sitting in front of a computer. There'd be a lot of pacing, which I don't know if that would come through in a. 
in a time lapse. You yeah, know, there'd be a there'd be a lot of like, whoa, I'm dizzy from this <laughs> fast motion whirlpool around the around your swimming pool, right? Right. Or uh, where where else do I pace these days? Backyard. The backyard of the office, I don't anymore because it's always flooded. Oh. I uh, when I'm out in front of the office smoking and thinking, I often walk out to the end of the driveway, stand in the sun, walk yeah. back, walk around to where the trash cans are, walk back, <laughs> uh, walk over around to the edge of the house, unless the neighbors are yelling at each other. Uh, walk back. You definitely, uh, you definitely like to uh, perambulate while you cogitate. Yes. Yeah, I do. And you like to use words that are too long. <laughs> um. Anyway, but then we started talking about like if you did do that, if you did do that time lapse thing, yeah. like what if you, you know, it'd be better if other people weren't aware of it because it's like, what if you have sex? Do you just turn the camera off for a little while so that no. the world doesn't get to see your girlfriend's <laughs> boobs in like eight frames? Because that would be boring. I mean, I would. It would what is the? What is the? My t- life would be boring. What is if the I never time lapse? Do you boobs. think? Because you could potentially just do it fast enough where it wouldn't take a picture. Oh, I mean, I with me, it's way more than a potential. I mean, I, I would. I would be. I would be hard pressed. I would be hard pressed for that to last a single frame. Hmm. Um, or I could just like, sorry, I'm going to have to look away. Like, why do you never look at me anymore? <laughs> All right. I'm pretending you're the ceiling. Well, you could, okay. You could replace one of your teeth with a camera. Okay. Uh, and and then, then when the Baron Harkonnen leans down close, <laughs> yeah. take his picture. You need to, so you'd have to smile all day, which would be kind of tiring. Oh yeah. And then that would, see, that's the thing. Now what I would like, what you want is something that you just want to replace one of your eyeballs. What I would like, yeah, is, is a way to get an authentic because it wouldn't be authentic, right? Like this would be a day in the life of a guy with a fucking camera strapped to his sure. head where it's like this. Oh, I see. So your typical day is people pointing at you and saying, what the fuck is that thing on your head? Right. There's a guy, there was a guy at MIT who, uh, was like testing the boundaries of, of human computer interaction or whatever. And he walked around 24 seven. Well, I, you know, I, I only ever saw him during the day, but I'm, I'm assuming that at night he, he still had it on. Also with, dedicated sleepwalker with a uh, giant, um, like computer systems strapped to himself where he had cameras and stuff like that. And he was broadcasting it live on the internet way, you know, this is in like eight, late nineties. This is way before that was a thing that people could reasonably do. Um, and he did it. He was doing it anyway. Yeah. MIT is where they invent things. Yeah. Like ill-advised, uh, performance art projects. Yeah. And it basically was, I mean, it basically was like, he had, he had a little screen that popped down in front of his eye that would like give him contextual information about what he was looking at and where, where he was and that kind of thing. Or that was the theory at least. Like he could look at bikers and tell which one of them was uh, yes. wearing the same size clothes exactly. as him. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Let's get into these uh, radio bugbear questions and then let's get into these forum questions and then let's be done with this. Okay. This, this might not be very long because we do not have... It's getting to, like, there is such a small margin between the Monday show and the and the Thursday show now. Margin. That if we haven't done, like, a time margin. Like, there is this vast gulf oh, of time between Wednesday and Monday that right. there is not between Monday and Wednesday. Uh, let's see. Do you, do you guys tend to get through all of the questions on Monday? A lot of the time we do, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, especially when, especially during weeks like this one when there is not a lot of front-facing work being done. I mean, we can talk about stuff that was just released. Uh, although I guess you've already mentioned it. the reset button. Yeah, yeah, we talked about the reset button a little bit before. We could talk about like our problems uh, with uh, why we did not put it on unascended accounts. Yeah, go ahead. What was your uh, what was your objection? Well, so I mean, we had thought. I, I think I personally think that it it is actually important that we eventually get to the point where we can put it on an unascended account because I feel like those are the people that um, are the most likely to want to use it. I feel like it's people that have ascended. A couple times are going to be less daunted by coming back to the game mid sort of progress whereas somebody who's never ascended 
like we don't have a gauge for like how much they can handle the complexity or whatever and so i feel like if somebody plays the game for a month doesn't ever ascend comes back and was like level you know 10 or whatever and doesn't remember anything about what they're doing i feel like they're the ones that we really want to be able to reset but um with ascended accounts it's really easy because you can just send them to valhalla and they've already seen it they know what to do they, yeah. you know they're not like going to be intimidated by the choices you send an unascended account there th- that'll be the first time they've ever seen it and we don't want them to do things like go start into a, a hardcore yeah, run. yeah right so like or, or <clears throat> you know hard yeah so so that is a, that is a thing right they haven't gotten they, they don't have any context so in the early in the early discussions of this my conclusion was well Just don't do it no my conclusion was let them do it because we're worried about confusing these accounts, but these accounts that we're talking about are players who we could basically just write off as lost, right? Sure. And so it doesn't, like, giving them a feature that might confuse them but might bring them back is a net positive right. because uh, without this feature, they're, just they're, just, they're considered they're to be a lost cause. I don't think that yeah. that's necessarily the truth. So what I would, what I think I would do is just have four unascended accounts have it be a slightly different process where they reset it um, just resets a cat. They don't see Valhalla. It yeah. just pops it them gives back. Them, it it maybe pops doesn't them give a, them the karma and pops them back. Back into a casual ascension. Back to a casual run. And potentially with a little checkbox, like, would you like to do the tu- Would you like to do the tutorial again? Yeah. Um, because I feel like that could potentially be valuable because you'll see what you'll remember. Like, oh, yeah, this is how I cook. This is how I do that kind of thing. Something that I think so, would be better. Yeah. Uh, a better solution would be for the quest tracker to work throughout an entire ascension right sure. because that way that stops you from coming back like because right now if you come back yeah. in the middle of level three you still you're going to have that thing on the left side that's exactly where you were and what you needed to do right maybe you come back in the middle of level nine to you know draw your attention to it you know sure it's, it's just one of like 20 different things that are on the screen at the same time when you've come back and haven't seen the game in a while yeah but it's the only one that is an instruction right it depends on whether you whether you you view the words like woods as an imperative. Uh, <laughs> woods, uh oh, sure. <laughs> um, right, uh, big mountains. <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like nouns, but they really could be imperatives. Right, but it's always go to the big I, mountains. I know. Right, it's I'm, always it's I'm always kidding. fist someone in the woods or whatever. Uh, I was trying to I was trying to joke that the the map could be viewed as oh right that, Good, that gotcha. did not come across gotcha yeah, that was not okay yeah or like f- or, or, or let's down. say you had a, let's say you had a mysticality of four <laughs> maybe you thought the game was instructing you to play golf right um hey do you like seaside town uh, and then you open your mouth while you're chewing on a building <laughs> seaside town yeah uh let us see. I think I got some of this. Yeah, Baby Scarface asked about the glass of warm water from Hanks, and I did that, and then Dev freaked out. They're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, it has five autos. Take it away, take it away, take it away, take it away. That's what they said. That's my impression of Pantsless. <laughs> I mean, thanks, Pantsless. That's a good point. Because if it hadn't been you, somebody else would have freaked out. Uh, Linguini Lad says, what questions do you guys read more often? Radio Bugbear Twitter. Wait, I already did this. We already did. Damn. Jeez. Wow. So some of these have already been dealt with. Yeah, they have. Jeez. Uh, well, because I don't have a per. I thought you added that for some reason. I was going to, but then I realized that oh, it was a giant clusterfuck right. because there's you not, string together there's, questions. Yeah, I string okay. together questions across multiple. Yeah, so that it's sucks. A, it was a big hassle. All right. Uh, Rule you says aloha comment. I believe that the anniversary safety glass vest should grant instant torso awareness. Sad to get a present you can't use. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Scully always wants a shirt that grants torso awareness, and we're never quite 
Like that—that that really that sentence doesn't mean anything particularly clear. You'd have, I mean, right? it have to be a so, uh, so item it's like a shirt that you also... can wear even when you don't have torso awareness, or a a shirt that. What would be awesome would be a shirt that would be consumed, like a like a skill tone, like a librum or whatever. That would give you torso awareness. Is it like a shirt that's made out of those Listerine strips that once yes. you put it on, you like it, it soaks, it just soaks into your skin. You, you become aware of your torso painfully so. Ooh, a temporary, a shirt that is a temporary tattoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get a temporary shirt that's your own skin. That would incorporate uh, Scully's other favorite thing, which is gear that deteriorates over right. time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I wish that torso awareness worked differently. Do you? Yep. I wish it was a thing that you didn't have to ascend to get, and I wish it didn't have the G in it. <laughs> like, I wish it wasn't a, a gnome joke, and I wish that it didn't require a particular... Uh... Uh, I mean, it's just a joke, right? Like, tor- just pretend like the torso slot is not a real slot, um, and that there's only jokes in them. It's like the... Go ahead. Like the containers. Oh, right. right. It's not, yeah. It's, like, you don't ever worry about containers. Just feel the same way you No, but the average person is not going to find one of those in the course of, of a thing. And well, no, well, the average person isn't going to find a shirt in the course they, of a well, thing. Well, they are once they've been, been an average person eight for years. eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not, again, I'm not worried about it. Uh, question, he says also, is it possible uh, code-wise, pre-NS13, etc., uh, database not disk? What? Thanks and aloha. <laughs> um is possible database or code was pre ns13 oh like to see who is not a disco bandit i don't understand this question yeah rule yeah i don't understand either yeah uh what do we got next riforama says uh, on last week's show there was an offhand reference to ideas for challenge pass do you really want some ideas um no not really we have we have at least another year's worth already sort of queued up i feel like Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Kill Isle says, could you update the Black Cat's item loss message to be one of a few random lines instead of the same one all the time? Uh, yeah. How do all these areas have sewer grates anyway? Well, the Kingdom of Loathing has a very good municipal sewer system. I, there are sewers running underneath everything, including the sewers. Yeah. I mean, that's that's demonstrably true in, yeah. in this, right? And even probably there's some other sewers even under Below there. Because, yeah. I mean, where do, where do the, the poop from Hobopolis go? Right, exactly. Right? It doesn't just pile up. Or maybe it does. I mean, there is that heap. <laughs> sure. Uh, Gygax says, why aren't you able to use Torment Plant against Topiary Golems? Ah, it's possible that they are, are not, not marked as plants. plants. Yeah. We could we could change that. Yeah, we could look at that right now. <clears throat> you're uh, you're going to do some work live? I well, am. I guess it's live for us and recorded for everybody else. All the time. Uh, oh. Monster category is construct. Okay, because I, you know what? I did that because I probably just auto did anything that With was golem. called Golem into a construct. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, now it's a plant. That makes more sense. Um, Damasta says, would you ever in all seriousness think of accepting concerted effort from a player to finish any loose ends and new content design? What I'm really asking is, are you guys hiring? Also, will the game ever go down for knightly maintenance? <laughs> <laughs> um, it might go down for uh, Joshua knightly maintenance if there's ever anything that Scully has to do on That's it. That's true. Yeah. Um, we're we've, not hiring. We've had a bunch of requests in the same vein. Of late, I wonder if it's uh, if it's the economy is finally catching up with people. Yeah, they they want to work for us. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah. Right, Janili says, how about making the Agua de Vida, Crack Rocks, non-combat, the city, not the Wumpas, a zone-like map so we don't have to walk around everywhere step by step. But that's part of the game. Yeah. That's how it works. <clears throat> we are, uh, C.D. Moyer is in the process of adding functionality to choice adventures that is going to be kind of handy, um, which he's going to give us the ability to... Wait, do you not like this? No, go ahead. I'm just, I'm curious whether whether a lot of the stuff that we... I think is interesting the players ever even see or understand as being new or unusual. Well, so I think in this particular case, there are a bunch of people listening who will. Okay. Um, So what he's going to do is add a toggle to choice adventures because choice adventures are so flexible now and we can do so much stuff with them. We've started to use them all over the place and we're subject to some of the older sort of restrictions that they had when they were just, you know, a choice adventure, like before there was a way of getting out of them without spending a turn, for instance. Um, and so he's adding a toggle to that table that is don't actually stick you in here. Um, because right now, oh, right. Cause like there the are certain fight code. Yeah. Thing. It keeps Lockout. you like you can't go to your inventory while you're in the middle of a choice or whatever, but any choice where you always have the option to just walk away from it. There's no reason that we couldn't just let you tab out. Right. To your inventory, to your skills page or does whatever. the walk away is the walk away always free. Uh, yeah, it would be. We wouldn't, I don't think, use it as a, as a choice that you got in a zone. But, for instance, the choice that we use to uh, toggle the enchantment on the Greatest American Pants, for instance. Oh, that's a choice adventure? It is. Oh, yeah. wow. See, that's... Yeah, that thing just launches a choice adventure when it starts, Crazy. which is why if you hit the use button on the Greatest American Pants, you have to pick something or put the pants away or click the put the pants away thing right. to do anything else. And that's, you know, people find that annoying. I think that is not the most annoying thing that people find about the greatest American pants, but, um, uh, you know, whatever you have to mind, you have to mind the gap. So in something like that, I mean, in the, you know, we could do that with the, with the crack rocks, non-combat, I guess the ones that were just the walking around. Right. Right. But I mean, eh, we wouldn't, I don't think, because at some point you, you know, you decided to click there. Right. So you're just going <clears> to, <throat> unless your cat did it. But in something like a like a like an NPC conversation that we can do, we can do really elaborate NPC dialogue trees now inside a choice adventure, especially with trees when you're uh, talking to them, right? When you're talking to a tree, yeah. yeah. So like in the in the uh, uh, what is that? The haunted pantry. There's that tree out in front of the haunted pantry. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Stanley says, "How about a chat effect that picks a random letter to remove from all of your posts?" Sure, and it replaces that letter with boner. <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of cool if. Uh, if there was an effect that would not let you submit chat if you were using any E's, <clears throat> like that, whatever that, that French one novel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that French, that French novel. <laughs> French novel. <clears throat> that's and why, maybe that's why French sounds so weird, because they don't have any E's. Could be. They are sans A. That'd be very, uh, that'd be very meta. Or there, yeah, it could be a whole channel where there was no E's. We could have one channel for each letter of the alphabet that you weren't allowed to use. You could have a Christmas channel, Noel. <laughs> yeah. Um, of the Hill People writes, I can have SOPA slash PIPA slash Congress themed familiar. No. No, you can't. And you uh, know why you can't? Because it was... Uh, yeah, censorship. That's censored. copy. That's copyrighted by Sony, so we're not allowed to do it. Uh, Jeebus Has Touched Me says, Dear Jick and Riff and whoever else on the dev team, how do you guys feel about the recently brought up SOPA bill and the effects it could have on KOL? Uh, you know, I am as indifferent. We talked about this on the Monday show a little bit. I am as indifferent to it as I am everything that the government does because the, <laughs> the disconnect between anything that we find out about and anything that is going on in reality and anything that actually has any impact on anything is. Did you see all the like uh, inside trading people that have gotten 
put to jail, sent to jail and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's like been a, a relatively high profile, like, like a crackdown on, crack inside, down on inside trading. Yeah. I mean, the, I think the thing is that they finally found some information that they can actually, you know, litigate people on. Some people went to jail for like 10 or 11 years hmm. for insider trading. But is it like fancy resort jail? I don't know. It might be. Is it like a congressman's son jail it, where it's it just be. like, this is like my regular, this is like my, this is exactly like my regular life, except I like my hand jobs are more strictly scheduled. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's right. not like, you know, under normal circumstances, you just get one whenever you want. Now I'm not allowed like, to go to Paris. You can only do it at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, no, I'm not gonna, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna black out the game. We had a big long discussion in dev about uh, me me bringing up the question whether oh, right. or not Wikipedia's blacking out of their website in protest of SOPA counts as terrorism. And I think I think that it does not take a lot of arguing and a lot of and a lot of like very subtle definition wrangling to get to the point where it is. Here's a question. I don't understand. I don't understand how that, how it's terrorism. Here's a question. Right. It's uh, not like it's not like it's a basic fundamental need or right to have access to wikipedia right sure sure so but so you removing the violence from me here is a question what if wikipedia had blacked out until their thermometer for raising a million dollars filled up i i mean they would either raise a million dollars or they would go under right, right. like but would people so. so so right now people look at wikipedia blacking out in protest of sopa and they say yeah stick it to the man yeah go protest but if they had done that for another thing that was you know I mean, arguably the reason that wikipedia did that is because it is in their best interest to not have sopa pass oh yeah right no it's like I mean, potentially they believe that it is in the world's best interest to not have sopa pass but they're they're so, they're they're concerned that they will not right, be able to function as a website fight, which i which i think is a which i think is a silly concern i don't know i mean right. like the like if the law is actually enforced the way it is written it's it's really scary what could happen yeah you know? but if 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 any arbitrary number of laws already on the books were enforced the way they were written it would be really scary sure but the the presence of the judiciary system is a safeguard against nonsense straightforward literal interpretation and enforcement of laws right except, like that is except the fact that in order to fight some of this stuff you have to have a bunch of money and time sure. right and that's 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 the problem right like that said you still every once in a while hear about some underdog case that doesn't have the money making it to the Supreme court. Right. Sure. Because you, what you can do is you can have money or time or a voice where you can call out to people like, Hey, fund my Kickstarter for right. fighting this bullshit law. Like I'm either going to go out of business or I'm going to take this to court. I would like to take it to court. Can I have a dollar from 10,000 interested parties right. to hire a lawyer, you know? And then, and then like, I, what's, what is kind of interesting is that the, except also Kickstarter is shut down because of SOPA. The people that want this to pass, you know, like the MPAA and the RIA or whatever. Um, and like the media giants also control all the news outlets. And so there is not necessarily a lot of balanced news coverage of this out in the world right right and i also think that is less of a big deal than people think it is because i think that probably the average so like you know this is why democracy is a bad idea i think the average american probably has not heard of the average american probably has not heard the phrase sopa at all so i'm saying i wonder 15 percent of people if you said what is sopa 
would have any idea what you were talking about, right? Would be aware that is like, is there a thing in the news right now called SOPA? 15% of people maybe say yes. And of that, 15% of people really understand it. And of that, 15% of people are like pissed off and talking about it on the internet. Which is why a site that gets used by a bunch of people like Wikipedia doing something significant is, you know, is probably a worthwhile except okay i wonder what percentage of people uses wikipedia i I bet it is way smaller than you think well i think a lot of high school kids use it right i mean there i think millions of people across the country use it right i don't know i don't know if those people are voters well no not voters but i wonder i don't know if those people are are did you see the did concentrated you see the, in a specific segment of the population or whatever, those but? posts on twitter that were like what the fuck wikipedia is down fuck you obama no bunch of that a lot of that sentiment because people you know they don't actually read anything if they actually read anything they probably wouldn't be using just wikipedia as their <laughs> homework right so yeah. wikipedia telling you to read something is not gonna i i would not want to be an educator in the modern world i think uh, the com- the confluence of like sort of shoddy internet uh, resources and cell phones in class i, I would drive me fucking yeah, crazy yeah i would just i would just break kids cell phones and i would just get arrested i would i would be fired and i would be fired and arrested on my first day as a teacher because fuck you put that phone away if i see it again i am literally i am going to break it in half and shove it up your ass and then i would do it because i don't want to make empty threats you have (laughs) you have uh don't you have the power as a teacher to like take things away from kids right i mean the teachers did when we were kids i don't know now yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you, you don't, I mean, you, it's in weird, this connected it's age, like, you don't have the power to do anything without getting sued. Cause like you're, you're taking like a $700 object away from a kid potentially. And that's like odd, right? Like if something, yeah, when we were kids, you didn't have, it's like a you didn't have a $700 nuisance in your pocket, right? Yeah. You had like a 50 cent whistle that you wouldn't stop blowing. <laughs> they took right. it away from you or whatever. Or you had a baseball cap. Yeah. That, remember? Remember how much trouble you would get into for wearing a fucking hat yeah. at school when we were kids? And now you can literally just be fucking around on a cell phone that is making noise instead of paying attention to the teacher. And I'm we had, pretty sure there's nothing you can do about it. I went to a Catholic school and we had like really strict you know, policies and stuff like that. And you could you could get kicked out of school if you had enough like minor infractions. Like if you wore if you tried to wear a baseball cap to school, you would get a demerit each time that you put it on. And you get 30 of those, you're kicked out. Yeah. So you could get kicked out in the first week if you wanted. Neat. Depends on how, how often, how often, what's their sampling rate? Uh, <laughs> like, it's at their still discretion. Still got a hat on. It's at their discretion. It's a demerit. Still got a hat on there. Oh, man. Were there a lot of those standoffs like in the breakfast club where he's like, how about another one? How about another one? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Not a lot. Really? No, the, the, no, you're not saying it never happened. No, I mean, there were occasionally times when, when kids would get multiple demerits at the same time. Ah, man. This is not usually Thursday show material. This is just me getting curmudgeonly about uh, about the way that things <clears throat> were run when we were kids versus now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, man, these kids, hot stuff, these kids that are fucking around yeah. with their cell phones in class, these are going to be the doctors. These are going to be, these are going to be the elder statesmen no. surgeons when we are old. Not necessarily, not necessarily. They you don't think so? No, because they might. They wouldn't have. They won't have learned anything during school. Sure, but you need surgeons. Oh, sorry. Well, all right. Everyone's stupid. I guess we can't have doctors anymore. No, no you just end up with stupid doctors. No, you get robots. 
uh, but who's going to make the robots? The engineers who were paying I attention. guess us. Us. The last generation of yeah. truly smart and worthwhile people. It is responsible. We are responsible for creating robots to replace us right. and keep all of the keep all of the dumbos the in technocracy. line. The technocracy. Yeah. Wow. That's the only that's the only way we're going to we're going to live forever is if we build robots to take care of our like we just put our brains well, into robots. We become the surgeons. I mean, in December when uh the the new Mayan age begins and uh elves and uh dragons are awakened, <clears throat> then you know, maybe we could do it with magic. That uh, might that okay. might be easier. <laughs> sure, sure, dark necromancy. Yes. Cuz that, you know, there's never a downside right to that stuff. It's just great. Uh, anyway, that's how we feel about SOPA. Right. Uh, dark, dark techno, techno necromancy. Um, oh, that's a different kind of technomancy. That's a different kind of necromancy. Right. Uh, the, the, the Skrillex flavor of necromancy. Uh, Skrillex is such a funny word. It's such a good name to say. And he looks like kind of a douche. So it's, uh, he's this dubstep guy. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, All right. it's funny to say Skrillex and to, dubstep's kind of funny to say too. <laughs> sure, uh, but it, for whatever reason, when I think about du- when I hear the word dubstep, I think of butter, and I don't know why. Is is something? Is there some word that's associated with butter that sounds like dubstep? Like, you know, do you is one of the is one of the machines involved in producing butter called like a hubstep or something? Like, I, I, just, I don't know. I mean, there are multiple stages in uh, producing butter, and one of them might be some sort of dubstep. <laughs> sure. Okay. If this is where you make a copy. This is right. where you put a stick of butter into one side of a boombox with dual cassette decks. And then you, and make, you, it, you make copies of it over and over again until the butter is properly churned. Churned, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't work at all. <clears throat> I'm trying to imagine churning butter with those little tiny uh, like rotator wheels in a yeah, shape Yeah, that doesn't seem like it seems like you would have one little bitty area of really whipped butter. Um, but the rest of your butter would just still be there stuck in your cassette player. Well, but it wouldn't be butter at that point. It would be like milk. <laughs> well, no, it'd be like whipped butter, like whipped cream butter. Like huh. you, you'd make a butter sundae. <laughs> you just arbitrarily replace dairy products with other dairy products. And so it's like, all right, mm. I got a sundae. It's a big pile of frozen cottage cheese with a, with a whipped butter on top of it. Is cottage cheese actually a dairy product? Um, or is it like some sort of like melted styrofoam thing? It's delicious. That's gross. It is delicious, and you don't know from yeah. delicious. Uh, Chatomancer says, "Is there a common interface set up in places like the display case or smashing things, where there's a box to input the quantity and then a drop-down menu for items? Uh, if so, would it be possible to switch the placement of these two fields so we can select the item and then simply hit tab to get to the quantity box?" We aren't very consistent about the order in which those things go, and no, there's also not a consistent one. You know, most of those scripts are real simple, and they're just like a couple lines of code to generate any particular interface element, so it was always easier to just make it from scratch than it was to Every time. to generalize it, um, especially once there were 50 of them, because generalizing it means going back and, and adapting yeah, all 50 of those things to whatever the new generalization is, which we do it sometimes. Um, Savalt says, what are your opinions on adding character to NPCs in KOL? Do you want players to love slash hate NPCs, or... Do they serve primarily as quest objects? To clarify, the Nemesis quest did a really great job in making you feel like your Nemesis was an enemy you really cared about beating. Was that an intention of the quest writers? I mean, that was all Riff, and Riff is way better than I am, at least. I don't know that Scully has tried 
a lot. He, I mean, he is like primarily responsible for a lot of like the Crimbo content. And I feel like there's there's definitely some times when there's Crimbo characters that you sure love a lot of, a lot of narrative and characterization in there. But I guess when when you traditionally think of what you traditionally think of as NPCs, more often than not, the memorable ones are riffs doing just because he's, he's I mean we just think about the, him as like the dialogue guy. Yeah, and, he's done most of the dialogue in the new game and stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think of like the player character as a kind of an interesting. I mean, in in it is in some ways a cipher for you, right? Because you're generally the straight man, right? But but at the same time, it often like item descriptions will often nod to you know, like they will just talk about you as a and, player, and your uncle and stuff, you know, and like just random stuff that happened to you while you were in clown school or whatever. Right. But, which <laughs> none of that is really canon, but although you did get learn to get fired out of a cannon in clown right. school. Um, when I write them, they are often just a means to an end as far as mechanical progression through a quest. But often if I'm, if I'm like, ah, I don't want this guy to be boring, I'll just have somebody else write, you know, I will sort of encapsulate the places where he's going to need to utter something. And then I'll make a list of that and hand it off to somebody who's, who's going to be better at actually creating a character. I mean, I've said this a lot. Whenever I write dialogue, it's just, you. It's just me talking with sometimes with a funny accent or like a weird <laughs> vocal tick. Um, but I just, I can't, I, I don't really have, there are certain things like I don't have any grasp of symbolism at all. Huh? Like just zero. If, if there's ever anything that seems like it's symbolic, uh, it is an accident or it's so just when me. you would read like a portrait of the artist, you'd be like, uh, this is a really boring story. <laughs> I have never read, oh. I've never read that. And probably, okay. yeah, because I, yeah, I just can't, uh, anytime that question came up, like, what do you think this represents? Like, what are you what? talking about? <laughs> what does that even, what does you represent read, okay, wait, mean? Did you read Animal Farm? I did. Okay. Did you think it was a story about a bunch of animals? I kind of, okay. yes. I mean, I, you know, so I read that in junior high. And so part of that was not having like my history education was just abysmal and I was never okay. interested in history enough to like, I mean, my education in general was pretty abysmal. Like what I feel like the public school you have, system, you were doomed to repeat the middle school. That's, that's true. Oh, <laughs> Those who do not pass history are doomed to repeat the eighth grade. Um, that joke has to have been made. I'm before. sure that, that's sure, too, yeah. that's too perfect. <laughs> um, so I, like the stuff that I was interested in, I, it's hard. It's, it's hard for me to say whether I feel like public school failed me or not. What about a video game? They didn't game? let me talk on a cell phone. That's what about a video game that taught you about history? Like I think civilization is a good thing in the sense that it gives you a vague sort of yeah. construct for So civilization, I think, got me interested in the history of technology, okay. which is a thing that I, like, I will read books about, like, the history of machines and stuff like that. Just, like, the the sort of, like, that particular aspect of the advancement of human culture is something that I'm interested in. But, like, the political history, like, you know, who was in charge of a given piece of land and what that meant right. at any given time was something that I was just never particularly interested in. And war, I've never really cared about war either as a, it as, a just, as a just subject of interest. And so I didn't seek it out on my own the way that I did with like computers, yeah, you know, right. or uh, I mean, I guess some, math, what about some math war with system. computers, uh, war without tears, <laughs> computers instead of tears. The computers in this case are symbolic of tears. See, I just never figured that out. Um, 
Yeah. So uh, I, I'm not very good. Like just creating a person in my head and then trying to figure out how that person would react to various situations. I think both both requires a a, a layer of sort of literary abstraction that I don't generally uh, really dig into and a level of empathy that I don't really practice that I could probably come up with if I was forced to. Did you ever do any like creative writing? Never did. Okay. Well, okay. When I was in kindergarten, okay, th- this is weird. Uh-huh. Um, this might not have been kindergarten. It might've been first grade. Uh, I remember there being a program called young authors, which was uh, just a thing where they let people there. So, the first year that we did it, the first year that this was like a program in the school, we we dictated it. We okay. like because we could not write. Well, I think in general, like I remember, I remember dictating the story. Mine was the Big Plane Show. Okay, and it was a, it was about an, an air show, All which right. I don't. Have I don't you think been I've ever to an, seen air an air show? No, I don't. Yeah, so I I, I illustrated it and uh, okay, yeah, and and uh, I, I remember changing. I remember editorializing uh when the when the teacher was writing it down so i think i could read at that point like enough to know like no no no, i meant it the other way or like you should put more commas in there <laughs> because that was a disease that i caught really early um but but beyond that you know and i think i like i won some kind of thing for the big the big plane show i think my mom still has like a some a ribbon, ribbon that i got or something yeah, yeah. but it i feel like they beat that out of you and they beat creativity out of you in public school pretty early Hmm. Right. Like they only like art classes become really marginalized at a certain point, like music classes. You didn't have any of at all. Right. Like you never took a music class ever. And when I was when I was like, especially young, you were required to take some music classes in public school, which was, you know, which most people didn't care and most people didn't get anything out of it. But I I did. I mean, I I thought it was great. Um, That that was just like another recess for me. Like art class and music class were were so great. Yeah. You know, because it was like, this is, this is what I want to be doing. I mean, I, like I, I don't want somebody else telling me what to do so much as I want to like somebody else telling me like, here is, here is a set of constraints for you to express yourself in like, so you can read music barely. <clears throat> okay. Cause is that, but that I did not learn in school that I learned in taking piano lessons. It, the, the stuff that we learned in music class in grade school was more just like rhythm and, and, and like time signatures and stuff that okay. you, that you don't, I can't even fathom. Yeah. You just can't, you can't experience it at all. You just don't have the, the sort of internal vocabulary. Way. Like when I say like, Oh yeah, Salisbury Hill is a, you know, the reason this song is remarkable is, is in part due to it having a weird time signature that makes it distinctive. And you were just like, what? What does that mean? What is this? I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you can hear the difference between like, all right, here's a version of it that doesn't have a weird time signature. Sure. And if I played them at the same time, it would, you'd definitely be able to, to hear it. But One in each ear. Yeah. I would go a little crazy. You probably would. It'd be like listening to that, uh, uh, that, uh, magnetic field song. I think that's like Abigail Bell of Kilronan that modulates the, the rhythm guitar, just wobbles it back and forth like several times per second between the left oh, channel right. and the right channel. So it's just <laughs> nauseating to listen to on headphones. That sucks. Cause that's a really pretty song. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, that's how I feel about NPCs <laughs> in KOL. Uh, Wax says, dear Jake, can you take us through a day in the life of the boss? Uh, we, we addressed that. No, uh, you, I, you should tell the story of your day of, of a day of a general day of like today. Well, not today necessarily, but but a day, like a generic day. 
Oh, I mean, I kind of wake up whenever I whenever I wake up. If I have if I have podcasts to edit, I usually do that right after I wake up. I just wake, okay. I, I could get up. I put on some pants. I maybe go get uh, coffee. Maybe I go get some coffee. Maybe I don't because I I've stopped making coffee at home. Like yeah. so often, I wait to get coffee until I'm on the way somewhere else because I don't want to like drive there just for that. Anyway, drink I feel some like coffee. maybe I should make coffee for everybody at the house, even yeah, though I don't drink not, it. You're not up before everybody else. No, the I'm the coffee mixture. Oh, concentrate stuff. Oh yeah, because like yeah, because neither I nor your girlfriend are particularly adept at staying on top of that. Yeah, and I feel like that's just a task that I could do. Like you know, every morning I wash the dishes, right? Like everybody's dishes that have accumulated for over the last oh, twenty four hours. That's right? sweet of you. I thought we had kitchen elves. No, <laughs> um, and so maybe I could just you know I could also while I was doing that I could make coffee or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'll edit whatever podcasts <clears throat> I have to edit, and it's a surprising number of days out of seven yeah. that I have to edit some podcasts at this point. Um, and then I go into the office. I would say that I typically will get here between like nine and 10. You will bike on some days. Yeah, that's true. Um, if I'm, if I'm in a, in a good space, uh, discipline and, right. uh, and like, if I don't have a cold, right. Like I apparently do now. Um, so I'll get here. If there's anything on fire, I end up spending the whole day dealing with that. Um, if there's anything like pressing, like an item of the month that has to be done, and we'll do that. One o'clock usually rolls around and I forget that we have a conference call for one thing or another. And so the phone rings and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I literally just started eating something that's going to melt if I don't finish <laughs> eating it right now. Um, also, I normally have uh, I eat an ice sculpture of a swan for lunch every day. <laughs> There's no, no way this is going to last. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, oh, this in this in this piece, the swan represents lunch and the volcano represents a timer. Um, so when when there are projects to do when there are like 10 projects that are going at the same time i often just like kind of flounder around thinking about which one of them i should work on for an entire day until it's time to go home and don't feel like i made any meaningful progress on any of them um sometimes like this week i've decided that every day i'm and i'm forcing myself to make meaningful progress on three separate fronts uh, one of which is one is the McLarge huge revamp. One of them is the next challenge path. And one of them is the C and I keep fucking up. And then like yesterday I just didn't work cause I was sick. And so I wrote, I put a little thermometer sad face Aww. in each of those spaces. <laughs> um, yeah. I made myself a little chart so yeah. that I could look at it and see, uh, and all of the frowns would be my own disapproval frowning at me. You've got a, you've got a whiteboard in your office that you use pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, you'll put like to-do lists on there. You'll put uh, conceptual diagrams uh you'll put uh to-do lists that last for a year or more <laughs> sure um i often will uh so uh one thing that i've gotten myself over the hump of finally is is considering management to be meaningful progress so like i did not make any progress personally on the new challenge path on monday but what i did was explain to cd moyer how i wanted the basics of it to work and and sent him a ping to I say I sent him a ping. These are like these little tasks that we can assign in our internal. And it will send us a text message. It sends a text message. Yeah, I can. It's pretty exciting. So I will say, do this. And then they will send that person a text message. And then every time they look at the main map of KOL, they see a list of the things that are like sort of these immediate 
yeah, somewhat we, encapsulated to do when items. we log in the game does not look like it looks to you necessarily yeah. there's a bunch of notifications we get stuff. so like I can write in an item description like and you you will see these every once in a while because every great once in a while one of them will sneak right. through into a release if I if I in the in description of an item on the back end write scully colon make this joke funnier yeah then when he logs on it will show that to him above the main map it will be like items that require your attention effects yeah. that require your attention you can wow there's and that's there's all kinds of hooks into that now. Yeah. Like any, basically any, anywhere in the game that you want writing, you can put a yeah. notification. I can just, so rather than like having to make a list of things that we need people to work on, we can just put it, like we just go through the item table yeah. and mark, all right, so we need this one, this one, you know, I will and do And we leave it for, notes to each other too. We'll be like, you know, I was thinking that it would do this or, you know, that it would be themed yeah. this way or whatever. And somebody will come in and, and take that into account. Yeah. And I will often go through and I will put notes into 10 items in a row. Hot stuff. Put numbers on this. Scully. Put a joke in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fill this hole with your joke. Something that I will often do is I have two, uh, I have two instrumental albums that I will, I will put, I will close the door to my office, put up a do not disturb sign. Donut disturb. Donut disturb. Does it say disturb? Oh, I didn't, I I don't even see it anymore. (laughs) It was a funny joke that I wrote once on a piece of cardstock that I hang on a thumbtack. Um, And I will start the album and work on something and not do anything else but work on that thing. Like, don't check Metafilter. Don't do, Mm. like, literally do not do anything except work on this one thing until the album is done. Um, but a project has to be in a particular state for me to be able to do that. You don't and, like not something where you're having to make a bunch of decisions. Usually. Yeah. It's more just like, I just need to go through and make all of like implement all of these things. It's it, the, the months before that, where it's just sitting there and all of these things are slowly sort of bubbling around in my subconscious waiting for a clear path forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll do that. Um, Usually, no more than once a day will I will I do those little sprints. Sure. Um, but the albums uh, the albums that I use are a uh, uh, the Amelie soundtrack uh, because it's I have a hard time where I, you know, I talk about this all the time, but I have a hard time working to music with words. Right. Um, so that's almost entirely instrumental, and then uh, Franz Liszt's uh, Eight Hungarian Rhapsodies, hmm. um, played by Balint Vasionil. Huh. Uh, who is like the, the only person who has lived. My dad had a cassette of this the particular thing that was also played by the same guy. So Interesting. I think there's only one guy alive with both the talent and hands the size of Liz. Liz had huge, huge hands. hands yeah. And so like many really good pianists are still physically incapable of playing the stuff that Liz That's wrote. ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that is a day in the life of the boss and also trivia about Franz Liszt's hands. <clears throat> and then you go home and get drunk. Sometimes uh, you don't always get drunk. Uh, no, I, I don't always get drunk, but when I do, it's always at home. Uh, that's entirely not true. <laughs> you know, for a while we were on a really like for most of oh, last yeah. year we were on a really re- regimented schedule where like on Mondays I would have to go home and do the do the show with Scully, which I still do. That's still a thing that never changes. Tuesdays we would climb after work and then go out to dinner yep. and then go home. Thursdays we would climb after work sometimes. Wednesdays we record podcasts. Yeah, Wednesdays is Wednesdays are almost entirely eaten up by podcasts at this point because I knowing that I'm going to be here until nine or ten at night means that i don't really want to get up real early and get in so by the time i get here it's time to just sort of put out fires and then start start recording stuff which kind of sucks it kind of sucks that that eats up what would normally be like a really productive work day yeah um but you know 
it counts as work. These podcasts count as work. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta sort of hammer that into myself too. It makes people like us, and people liking us earns just as much money as people enjoying the stuff that we make. Uh, so sure. it's defensible as work. Um. Kuno says, plans on adding more sort by options to equipment, like plus turns or plus HP or plus MP. Yeah, uh, the idea was that we would put that feature out there and then let people request additional sort options on it. And I don't know that people have really done so. I don't know that they necessarily knew that they were supposed to. Uh, mm-hmm. But those seem like reasonable requests. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see. Damastus says, Nemesis accessories increase what a character summons slash fight slash etc. per day. Is there any reason Postamancers, Disco Bandits, and Accordion Thieves need their items equipped to function while the Seal Clubber, Turtle Tamer, and Sorcerer don't? Ah, uh, probably just the weight of tradition. Um, it, how annoying it is. Wait, depends. the Accordion Thief doesn't need it to be equipped to get more turns. Well, I think they do, right? No. The, it's because I don't think it is just additional turns right i mean depends on what you're talking about doesn't that doesn't that accordion do something besides just increase the buff duration uh i don't know yeah i don't know either um i mean uh, because the possumancers are extra summons right what you're doing in combat so that might be yeah. part of it. Yeah. Because we don't check your inventory while you're in combat. Right. And it kind of doesn't make any sense. You, <clears throat> you know, the, and none of those things are, none of those things are particularly satisfying mechanically, right? Because they're, they're just like, we need something interesting for this to do. We, for every class have some weird tacked on mechanic that sure. is not really, you know, part of the, what is the disco bandit one? I'm, Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Is does it more, it, does more it stuff let you the, do those, still or something? Um, or? Dead, some sort of pickpocket chance thing maybe okay yeah i guess I, there might be something in the specific nemesis accessories okay the, this i'm thinking of something i'm i guess i'm not thinking of the the standard classic oh you're thinking the weapons too yeah this is i i don't remember what the accessories do so i can't so, actually answer this so question. okay i think what it what it might be is that the ones that require you to do something in combat you have to have it equipped. The ones where you could just as easily equip it and then do the thing that you're going to do. Yeah. We just anticipated people complaining that just let us do it without it being equipped. Right. And it's not so, I mean, it's like the jewel eyed wizard hat, right? Like it, we decided that it would be friendly rather than just making people put it on every time, even though it probably lets you do some shit that you wouldn't narratively be able to do. Right. Like if you had a hat that was plus a thousand max MP or whatever, you wouldn't be able to cast this many buffs if you actually put the jewel eyed wizard hat on, but like whatever. Right. Um, Yeah. It's a mess. Uh, Benny Lou who says, what is more optimal male or female, both for real life and KOL? I don't know. Women live longer. That's pretty optimal. They've got special powers over men sometimes. That's true. Um, men are meaner, which is a way to get things done. A lot of sure. The time. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're yeah. both, they're good at both building and destroying buildings. Yeah. And, uh, driven, uh, driven biologically to do so, uh, both in equal measure. So, you know, it's really kind of a wash. Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty equal uh, in final analysis. A KOL is technically technically optimal f- to be female character, right? I, there's for, like very for a subtle, handful, yeah, very handful subtle of very simple, things. very, very uh, minor reasons. Yeah. Uh, Morris says, "Could we have clan stores that allow us to set the price of items in Karma? It'd be very helpful for dispensing items compared to the clan stash setup." Yeah, that's a mess. Um, but there's not really a good way to do it. 
I mean, I guess I could imagine a way that we could do that, but it would it would be a huge pain in the ass. Like there are so many items, so many tradable items. Do you really want to set the prices of all the things? Yeah, and and do we really want? Which we don't. I mean, the, I'm going to tell you the answer to this ahead of time. Spoiler alert: No, we don't. We don't want to give people a drop down with every tradable item in the game, right? Which is what you would need in order to use this thing the way that you want to. Yeah. What I could see is shelves in the stash. Like maybe you get ten shelves in the stash mm-hmm. and you can give people access you can like give people access to different tiers of because like you can do that in world of warcraft right? like the guild bank has these different tabs and you can set oh access for a given tabs. for a given level you can say how many items per day or whatever how much gold or whatever can you pull out of each of these tabs so there can be like you know you can have a tab in the guild bank that's like oh this is just for the leader and the officers to use and this one anybody right. can just pull anything out of right and so everybody just knows like if you want you know if you just want to like give stuff to the new kids just dump it in this tab right right so i could imagine a better a better setup than there is and you know that's one of those things where we probably ought to be dedicating more of our efforts to facilitating the sort of community stuff because it's so strong in spite of us right not really supporting it very well that we really ought to you know we we ought to be more inclined to throw bones in that direction when we're when we're otherwise just (coughs) flailing around hitting each other with bones yeah i was about to say (laughs) ganini one says do you like waffles not really um on challenge paths, said Chilled, would you consider a challenge path that amongst its restrictions locks you out of the clan basement for the run? I imagine many would be interested in seeing how it affected the top of the leaderboard. Huh. I don't know. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. I mean, that would be a way to sort of test a restriction. Right? Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't necessarily think of challenge paths as a kind of a tool for gathering metrics about things. Although, I guess in some ways we did. Like... Hey, what happens if we just let people skip Sorcerers, the tower? Yeah. yeah, like it's like, oh, turns out that's not a big deal. Woohoo! I'm free, but I'll probably never actually do anything. Um, Lesha says, "Hi, any chance of getting an else clause on ifs in combat macros? Uh, how about testing for non-combat items? I don't know what that means. Both of those would be CDM, CD Moyers, yeah. Realm. One of these days he'll be on the show, and you can ask him." Uh, Acolyte99 says, Hail, would you consider making green eggnog slash ham hocks able to drop in multiples, perhaps akin to Hobopolis consumables? <laughs> they already do, buddy. Have they not figured that out? I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying nothing. Yeah. I, I haven't I didn't I, I intended to check the wiki before I read this question, but I yeah. It's possible that people don't know. Yeah. But well. I would be surprised. Yeah, I would be surprised too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh you know, I think uh we managed to do an entire show uh because of uh, several extremely thought-provoking uh or at least discussion-provoking questions. I don't know if I was thinking during those or <laughs> your or mouse just, was just moving, some sound yeah, was coming just out. Blindly uh parroting everything that Rush Limbaugh <laughs> tells me to say. Um I think that's enough. That's enough show. All right. All right. This has been fun. Yeah. Let's do it again next week. All right. Cool. See you guys then. Bye guys. <laughs>